Hello friend, on today's creativity chat I have Shantae Lundy and we're going to be talking about the importance of protecting your melanin or actually we're calling it protect your melanin. <laughs> so thank you for being on today's creativity chat. Thanks for having me. I feel like it's after dark. Your voice is so mellow and calm right now. <laughs> thank you. I was in Target last year and I saw Black Girl Sunscreen, uh, the kids edition. I immediately grabbed it. I was really intrigued so I looked it up and I thought that was really cool because as someone who's had skin that reacts to almost every product, sunscreen was something that was hard for me to find. And I tried organic sunscreens that always left my skin with like a grayish tint. And people would make comments that I didn't rub it in enough. But the reality is it wasn't made for me. So when did you realize you could help solve the problem for people of color? I don't know if I realized that I could help solve the, the problem. Like initially it was just kind of... Um, I have this issue. I wasn't sure if other women would not necessarily buy into it, like believe, because we've been taught that our melanin is um, our shield. I realized that it was an issue when I couldn't find anything on the market that spoke directly to us. And when I was able to muster up the courage to do something about it, that then I did. And it took quite some time to really make the impact and to change the narrative. Black Girl Sunscreen is going on five years old. And still today we have very difficult conversations with a handful of people that don't believe that are kind of connected to the narrative of, you know, it's a European type of thing to do, or, you know, that's not how our ancestors lived or it's just a hoax kind of. So it's an ongoing conversation and it's an ongoing issue. Black Girl Sunscreen, it's not just a company, but it's an educational movement on your side to start a conversation, like you said, among people of color to protect their skin from the sun. And like you said that our ancestors didn't use this or like, what are some other things that you've heard that you hope one day people will realize is untrue oh that's such a good question and i haven't been asked that before so um excuse me on my just like thought process here oh, that's okay um so okay so what is not what what we're going into it not being true is black people don't need sunscreen what i want to to dispel is the reasons why darker skin doesn't need some protection i think those are some of the things that i would like to turn around mm -hmm. so for example our skin doesn't burn that's not true Right. Because we have examples that our skin does. There's not a lot of data online to find. There's not a lot of pictures online to find. So it's more of who's willing to be the first to show, who's willing to be the first to talk about those things. So that's one thing that I would like to be changed is the narrative around, oh, black skin doesn't burn or dark skin or even olive complexion doesn't burn. Because it's not just black skin, it is all shades of brown anything that has melanin in it right mm -hmm. so that's one thing and then what i would love to change is the understanding of, of how spf can be beneficial um, in the cosmetic world so for years our lighter skin counterparts have been using spf for you know preserving their youth so why isn't this something that brown and black women have been put on to switching that which of just education and period of the pros and the benefits of SPF. And I think from like an entrepreneurial side, I want people to to know that not all, you know, companies, brands, leaders are here to sell something. That comes. But Black Girl Sunscreen's mission and vision 
is to talk about the why, the mm -hmm. why we as a demographic should do something, why our behavior needs to change around this subject. I wish that that's something that can be changed. Like not everyone is trying to just sell you something. Actually, one of my favorite TED Talks is by Simon. I, I always never say his name correctly, Sinek. Cynic, how great leaders inspire action. And so I think that's really cool to hear from your perspective of you have really thought through the why and you are the company's target market. So how do you feel like that helps you in the creation side of ideation? Oh, it's great. And that's what really differentiates us from you know whoever else is playing in this space. We are the consumer. We are the culture. We're using it or feeling like, hey, this is what is missing or not missing. It's because it's firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone has different behaviors, right? But majority of women like to moisturize. And if you are a woman of color, um, you were taught to do that as soon as you get out of the shower, because if not, you're going to get dry, you're going to be ashy. So you got to moisturize as soon as that happens, right? We all know the soaps that leave the white um, residue. Yeah, I don't even want to call it residue, but yeah, um, the, the whiteness, right? I'm, we're not going to name those soaps that do that, but you stay away from those soaps. So in order to combat that, you got to put lotion on like ASAP. Just the fact of knowing that, hey, a woman of color's need first thing out of water is to put lotion on. Other people can't identify with that because that's not their experience. So that's why it's important for us to be able to say that we relate and when it comes to creating an innovation, we're experiencing it firsthand. Mm -hmm. So it's helped tremendously. People get caught up is because there's almost like a lack of diversity at the table to speak on certain beliefs, experiences, and you know, things like that. So um, we love being the culture, we love understanding trends we love our mindset and we love the fact that the community is supporting us and what we're doing that's cool so you grew up in newburgh new york is that how you say it yeah newburgh and you also lived in miami los angeles how have these cities influenced your work ethic so where are you based right now i'm in atlanta okay so newburgh is a, a small city in upstate new york so it's about two hours north of new york city okay if you're a new yorker <laughs> anything north of the city if you're not in one of the five boroughs then you are upstate right okay <laughs> work is a place where you know honestly not that much is happening and if you want um to do anything you got to move out right and that's even even if you want like the standard corporate job you're probably commuting to new york right because that's where the companies are so for me i realized very early on in age that you know, if I was going to do anything, then I had to move. So I, I accepted that like wholeheartedly. It's also like this mentality after college, if you move back home and like you, you haven't done anything, you haven't really mm -hmm. seen it in that space age of, you know, being in your 20s. After college, that's when I moved to Miami to complete my graduate degree. Miami was a whole nother world and perspective because it showed me a lot more diversity than being in upstate New York upstate New York was, um, it was black and white, like literally. And then the Latin was Mexican. So it wasn't even like, you know, South American Latin. It wasn't like even a Caribbean Latin. It was just one Latin. Um, and then going to South Florida, like I said, it brought in different um, ethnic groups, being Jamaican, Haitian, Cuban, Argentinian. It was, it was amazing because it was just like, oh, wow, the world is so big. For me, because I was coming from a cold place, 
New York is very cold and going to a warm place, it changed my mentality. And that's why I chose to come over to Los Angeles. One of the reasons why is because the weather is consistent and I feel like sun feeds your soul. It makes you more positive and upbeat. Those are just a couple of reasons why I chose to live in those areas and how it's impacted Shantae today. I love that idea of getting out of your city because I'm, I'm originally from a smaller town called Athens, Georgia. And I totally get what you're saying because a lot of people just stay there. They don't leave. I can relate to what you just said. When you first started selling, were you selling at local farmer's markets? Was it word of mouth? Was it online sales? What did that look like? It was digital. Um, that okay. was a plan. In 2016, uh, Instagram was the way of the world. That was the way to market your business. And we launched on Instagram with photos. We had a website. So you could go on blackgirlcentrican.com and place your order and we shipped it out of you know my loft department in in South Florida, and that was that was how we started. Wow! Um, but it also took more than just you know posting on Instagram and you know hoping people would come to the website. You know, really growing and scaling is about brand awareness. You know, how do you bring visibility to what you're doing, to what you're saying, what your causes, and you know, penetrating a market is is being being around. So going to farmers markets, as you mentioned, going to trade shows, um, big or small, is 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 a strategy. Is it necessary? No, it's not. Depending on what your goal is and what resources you have, but for Black Girl Sunscreen, we didn't have many resources, and really for what we were doing, it's important for everybody to get a whiff of, hey, sun safety, protecting your skin. So it doesn't matter, bigger, big or small. We just want to talk about it. And that's how we really started was being everywhere all the time, whether that was, you know, being on the beach, you know, we've done a lot, a few events on the beach. Oh, cool. And, and I feel like that's where it's expected. But at the same time, we'll go to, you know, like a festival in a certain area. Well, we just want to talk about it. It doesn't matter where, what, what area it is. We just want to talk about it. So that was important for, for our development, you know, and that's also too, how people started to, to write about Black Girl Sunscreen. That's really how we got our momentum was just one article on Reddit. Oh, wow. Someone talking about like, oh, I just tried this new product, Black Girl Sunscreen, and that went viral. But like, where did she get it from? She, she got it from somewhere, right? And that's the thing. Like, you don't know who's who and, and where they're going to be. So do what you can. It, it sounds like a lot of grassroots marketing, you know, on the ground where the people are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are there any surprising ways that St. Thomas University or State University of New York College at Cortland prepared you for what you're doing now that you didn't realize at the time? <laughs> this lady knows my colleges. I'm so thankful for the education that I've received. I probably would do it just a little bit differently now. Undergrad was solid. Even graduate was, was, was solid. And I was actually enrolled in um, a doctoral program as well for organizational education right and behavior okay. those experiences prep me as well as my corporate america experience prep me for this journey on just different strategies different theories whether or not they're applicable or not it's still something that i know about and are proven to work or maybe not work right it's just a resource that I can pull from my past experience and apply it to my current experience. For me, like a big conversation is, does college determine your success or not? Can someone go to college or not go to college and be this booming person? It's been a debate for the last like two or three years 
And I feel like there's no answer to it because I can't say that if I didn't go to undergrad and grad that I'd be where I am today. I know that without the undergrad experience, I wouldn't have been able to jump into the corporate America gig that I had because a prereq was, oh, you have to have this piece of paper, right? It's kind of like you need one piece to get to the next stage. And then in order to get to the next stage, you need that piece. So I, I say all that to say that all of that has been influential in where I am today. Taking business classes, understanding that a business is comprised of so many departments, right, has been vital because I know that, hey, listen, we need a finance department. We need, so finance and, and accounting can be one, doesn't necessarily have to be one. And in, in a lot of this bigger businesses, it's not one, it's two. Um, but for a growing business, it's one. We need marketing, we need fulfillment. We need all these stages that I was taught in undergrad and, it, and it's carried over into the corporate space because that's how their business was structured. It's all just recurring themes. For me, if you can study business, then why wouldn't you? I feel that I'm someone that loves film and video, but I actually studied marketing because I felt like that would help those two things. So I totally get what you're saying. At what point did you realize you were going to need more funding and how many pitches did you have to give before the right venture capitalists or invested? I pitched seven times to investors that had large amounts of money to give. I pitched maybe three times for like a grant or like a stipend, if you will, just something to help with the business. And um, I knew that I needed capital when my back was against the wall. And I think that a lot of business owners, they get to a point where it's like, oh, this happened really fast. Um, I'm going to need XYZ to get me to ABC, right? So if you don't really have that written down in the beginning, it comes to you really fast or your business starts to pick up steam in a really unexpected way. And that's where you also might need capital. The raising capital process is extensive. It's it's a process that should be respected and a process that is a process and, and it's not overnight. So for me, it was, you know, about finding the partner that aligned with Black Girl Sunscreen and really being supportive and understanding what we're about and not necessarily like, okay, I just want to return mm -hmm. my money. I want to be a true partner with Black Girl Sunscreen. So that's what was important to me is that someone that was aligned with what we had going on and believed in the product and not said like, oh, well, you know, you're too niche. You're only talking to, you know, this size of the addressable market. Well, we, we need you to be masked right away. So there's a lot of things that go into raising capital. First and foremost is you understanding the human that you are, how much of, let's just say, visibility and control do you want to give up? Are you looking for someone that's silent? Are you looking for someone that's active? There's so many things that come into play that aren't really discussed. And you don't really understand it until you're in it. When you say it took seven pitches, was that over the span was that a five-year span or was that like one year you just sat down and you pitched seven times? I think it was like a group of like eight people. So I counted that as like seven because it was seven individuals. Hey, that's intense. You know, they all could have said yes and they all could have said no and maybe have said yes and have said no. They were still present in the room and had the opportunity. That happened in the end of 2019 going into 2020. So Black Girl Century was about three years old. Right, we had three years of solid data. It came from a mindset of, hey, this is what I'm gonna focus on for this year. I am going to put myself um, in the room 
where people are looking to invest, where people are connecting others. I want to be in the conversation of, hey, Black Girls Center Games looking to race. And that took about four months. I really like that that was your goal and you succeeded. <laughs> you know, you didn't have an end date to it, but you were committed. There was no end date because I didn't know like how long it would take. And, you know, finding investors. For some, it may be easy because their network might be developed. But if you don't have a network, um, it might be very difficult for you. And that's why you have to put yourself in these situations that are abnormal to you because your current network or whatever you're doing today may not be able to get you to that next level. What was the duration of time for Target? I said Target. Oh my gosh. Target <laughs> to include Black Girl Sunscreen in the stores. We started our partnership with Black Girl Sunscreen, I think in 2019, I could be totally wrong. We started digitally and then transitioned to an end cap, which was totally the, the plan. And really the messaging was, can Black Girl Sunscreen resonate with the community? And that was the test. We did that successfully. And I believe in 2020, we were awarded inline full-time placement. And inline just means that you can find us all year round. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Inline. Yeah. The sunscreen is seasonal, right? So in 2019, it was just kind of like, okay, well, let's let's see how you do in the peak months. So that's March, April, May, June, July. You come off the shelves in August, right? But since we did so well in those peak months, it was like, okay, well, let's let's bump you up and let's see how you do um, in the colder months. You know, what's your marketing strategy? What's your voice? So that's what inline placement means. It means that you are not on an end cap seasonal. It means that you are permanent placement, at least for that year that you're, you know, granted that award. Wow. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but thank you because Black Girl Sunscreen is the first, you know, at the time, indie brand. We don't call ourselves an indie brand anymore. We call ourselves a, a growing brand. At the time, we were the first Black-owned indie brand to have permanent placement in a retail store in sunscreen. What's a recent piece of advice that has resonated with you? A recent piece of advice, again, is going back to really not trying to, to sell, um, and it's about explaining your purpose and your why. That's not a piece of advice. That is my mantra now. It's mm -hmm. about the why, 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 and not the buy, buy, buy. Because what we're seeing is that people are entering spaces just to drop products, to drop SKUs, because they want to sell and they want to make money. But what's really your purpose? And I think that your purpose shines through it all. You being authentic shines through that all. And that's what Black Girl Sunscreen is about. So my advice to anyone that is trying to do something on a large scale, that is trying to have longevity, is explain your why, explain your purpose first, and then let everything follow. So that's my advice to anyone that's listening. Not that was given to me, but something that I feel, that Black Girl Sunscreen feels. What's a way you are utilizing creativity right now in your life outside of work? Good question. I do a lot of canvas painting. Oh, nice. Pretty much if you were to come to Black Girl Sunscreen headquarters, all of our offices are um, decorated with paintings from the staff of, because um, mm -hmm, that's your day one assignment that you have to- That's fun. Paint, yeah, um, a canvas. Also, if all of you guys could see Shantae right now, she's in front of this like beautiful gold, uh, wall what material is the paint or whatever yeah no it's a, it's a gold metallic um on a really large wall and i'm trying to decide what is going to go there and that's why it's just kind of uh plain but everyone thinks that 
we should just leave it plain. I like it. And then the other side of my office is like black. Okay. You're really on brand with your colors. <laughs> then we got the entire headquarters. <laughs> well, friend, thank you so much for listening to today's creativity chat. I hope that you go to a local Target near you and go to the sunscreen and buy black girl sunscreen because you too need to protect your melanin. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Bye. Thank you.